0: I'm yeah. sorry. Welcome to Talking Blue Notes. Joe, this is an emergency episode. A little bit of a last-minute thing.
1: Emergency press conference. The boys are in trouble. T R O U B L E. can say that again. Capital T. Capital everything.
0: Um, I want to read you something that your boy wrote, actually, in February of 2021. So this was during the shortened season. And I'll just read you... The first paragraph, I'll do it really quick and see if this sounds familiar to you. So I get on Twitter this morning to dive into the cesspool of overreaction regarding the boys in blue. Boy, my heavens, being in some type of angry ex-mood. Losing four of their last five is definitely not ideal. You just to see it. Blues fans everywhere are having a goddamn cow over the last few games, and now are starting to throw shade at some who would believe is the wrong person. Craig Berube and calling for his head after a 2-1 to loss to the L.A. Kings last night. What the hell are we doing here, guys? Chief does not deserve the smoke. We must be forgetting that this man has gone 90, 46, and 18 in his three years as the Blues bench boss. Oh, and brought us our first Stanley Cup in franchise history. Does that sound familiar?
1: Sounds pretty damn similar to what's going on right now. <laughs> it is... I, I don't even know the word. I don't have the vocabulary,
0: but it's like it was almost like a premonition, I guess, like to what's going on right now, a precursor or some foreshadowing. It's but
1: basically, dude, a, co- a copy and paste of that exact thing. I mean, literally, dude. Down to the team that we lost to.
0: I, exactly. So Monday night, Halloween night, everyone's having a good night. We're all enjoying our candy. We're all doing whatever. We're doing whatever. The Blues. Trick or treating.
1: Nice weather out. You got your fire on. Some people had their projection screens out outside to get ready for this Monday night Blues game. Jesus and Christ. boy, did uh, some of the trick or treaters get quite the spook whenever they saw this game.
0: It is spooky season. Especially right now, dude. This is just. What did we talk about on Monday's episode? Did we not say. Or I, I don't know. Did you agree or not? I said Monday night is a must-win, or something is going to happen. Like something bad's going to happen. Did you agree with that?
1: Uh, I I think it's still too early, and I think that's what I said during that episode. Hmm. As we've kind of heard, uh, at least to this point from uh Doug Armstrong, we for sure know one thing now that um. Barube is not going anywhere and that's one thing that you yep. kind of thought like the man's on his hot seat um, there, there's been uh, you know a handful of like pressers and just big quotes coming out from certain faces from the team big faces O'Reilly Barube uh, Doug Armstrong um, yeah I I really like this is this is bad I'm not gonna sugarcoat it or anything but uh, like we've been saying it's early. We got to figure something out and figure it out quick, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I I think it's too early for anything really big to actually happen yet.
0: I don't agree. Um, and like, we're going to go over the quotes and everything that are going on. Let's talk about the game Monday. So again, we talked Monday or on Monday's episode that the game against LA, which by the way, they were looking to avoid a five game losing streak and, they haven't. The Blues have not lost five straight games in regulation until now. Before on before Monday night, the last time they had lost five in a row in regulation was 2018 in February, and we were bad. Like we were bad. That was the you know the year before the Cup. That was the last year we missed the playoffs. I think it was the only year we missed the playoffs since like, since 2000, like 2011 or
1: something.
0: Yeah, yeah it's it, like and that was just a bad season. But so they're on a four-game losing streak going into the game. They're trying to avoid this record. Mika was out. Thank God. I mean, he's just been, he's been rough. Uh, Nathan Walker is out. We saw clearly the game before Walker gets so frustrated with missing a scoring chance that, you know, he's breaking his stick, you know, over the bench and losing his mind. So those two are out and in come Callie Rosen and Logan Brown thinking that, Hey, maybe this will spark the team a little bit. I mean, I'm, I don't know. That's just what I'm thinking, but dude, nothing. Like, absolutely nothing. But I will say this. The first period, they were buzzing early. Like, the first period, they were moving, they were humming, they were moving the puck. Um, Jonathan Quick was really good early, and I, I told you, Jonathan Quick kills us. I think his, his record against the Blues, like, I think in the last, like, two years is like 4-0 and 1 or something like that. It was something crazy. They had it on the broadcast. He's, he hasn't lost in regulation against the Blues in, like, two or three years. Uh, but, He's really good, and, like, like he's really good early. Tarasenko had a good shot early, uh, robbed. Kairou has a wraparound that's denied. Or Kairou misses an open net after the shin wraparound that somehow Drew Doughty got a stick on. And I'm like, okay, they're showing life. Like, we're showing a little bit of life. They're moving. They're moving the puck. They're doing all the things. And But the thing was, is, like, after all those, you could tell the guys were, like, squeezing the stick. They were pissed. And go ahead.
1: this is something that's been a, a common thing in these past five games. Like, you know, we, we've we seen it in a few games where they do get buzzing. like, you, you go back to that, uh, was it the Edmonton game where we had 20 shots in that second period? Yeah. Uh, is that the game it was? Yeah. And they, they were doing everything right. The puck just wasn't going to the net. But then, you know, when, when you start getting frustrated and yeah, you just start squeezing the stick too hard, I guess, like you said, and, and, and that just leads to much worse things.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I get it. You know, down four games, a lot of the guys are not playing very well. Uh, you're going to get frustrated, but I, I, I like don't have words, man, because after that it, it just, the floodgates completely opened. So it was a, uh, we, we go out of the first period. The Kings do score right after that. So we were out shooting the, or they were out shooting us or no, we were out shooting them eight to seven at the end of the first, but the Villardi goal, the first one that made it one to nothing was a backdoor tap in great play. Uh Kevin Fiala had a game and he just, he just went off. He's doing exactly what he did for Minnesota last year against us. He was amazing. And, the second period was just absolutely – I mean, that's the worst period of hockey I've seen them play since probably that that stretch in 2021 during that shortened season. And even then, it wasn't this bad. This is the worst this team, since they've been together, has played since probably 2018, like in this time. And this is where I wanted to get with you. Do you not get vibes of 2018 right now? Do you remember that four years ago, like right around this time of year? When everything went wrong, that could go wrong, everything went wrong, guys couldn't get the puck in the net, and then whenever it went the other way, it doesn't matter who was making the play or who was where, the puck somehow ends up in your own net.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is big-time reminiscing of, of, you know, that weirdly enough, that cup-winning year. Uh, you know, this was when people wanted to rip that bald-ass head of Mike O off and just toss it onto the ice itself. Um, yep. and, and, and <laughs> rightfully, really rightfully so. Rightfully so. Yeah, exactly. But, um, but, uh, the thing about Mike Yo is like, yeah, he had an early spark with the boys, but, um, that spark faded really fast. Um, he, he, he didn't have that. He didn't have anywhere near the tenure that Craig Baruby has though. And, and, and Craig Baruby is a man that, you know, can instill the fear of God in some people. So, and, and, and that's another thing, um, that kind of came out i don't think we have it in our notes but um in that practice uh following monday's game tuesday's practice you know you had guys like uh rutherford on twitter saying that like oh i just counted um in a 1 minute speech from beruby i counted about 6 f bombs coming out of his mouth and you know yep. this is definitely not a this is definitely not a pg or pg13 practice here this is this is an x rated p- practice and uh you know things are getting said
0: well, as it should be, and I, it, so I want to go through the goals that were scored in the second, and just kind of go over how they were scored because they were all almost exactly the same. It's just it it just shows how bad we are right now.
1: I think three, all three or even four of them were, uh, yeah, very similar. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, so Grunstrom scores a backdoor. It's a backdoor play, just like the Velarde play. Kopitar from Velardi and Doughty another backdoor goal. You can't blame the goalie here because there's clearly just, it's defensive breakdowns that they just cannot, cannot make, like you cannot let this happen. Like this is peewee shit. Like they're playing,
1: they're playing tummy sticks with each other on the ice. And that's something I'll I'll say. Like I'm, I'm one of the first people to criticize uh, Bennington. Like you you guys have heard me say it in previous podcasts. Like I, I said, he was our biggest question mark on the season on, how this season was going to go. I, I'll be the first to admit, like, well, I, I wouldn't say I'm wrong yet, but, like, that is not the case here. Um, Bennington's been playing, you know, just fine, fine even even at some points phenomenal. Um, I, I wouldn't say he's been perfect, but he, he's, he's been damn near, you know, pretty damn fine. Uh, but, yeah, it, 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 for anybody that's throwing this on Bennington after seeing five goals or, or six goals the other night, um, or you know, however many goals it is, Bennington is not your target right now. This is this is a fully defensive defense is your target and your missiles at the defense.
0: Yeah, and yeah, the defense is definitely a problem, but also it's just like it's it's flat out team play. Like the whole the whole team is oh, oh, un- oh,
1: de- defensive play. Basically. Yeah, right,
0: right. No, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. Like I'm agreeing yeah. with you 100. percent I'm just saying, like you know, let's. Let's definitely blame the defense, but let's also blame everybody. Like, th- yeah. this is it. And just real quick, before we finish, because I know we're going to, like, kind of go off and kind of give our opinions on everything. Then you have the goal by Kaliev, third goal in four minutes, which I think that's the second time that's happened, because in Columbus, didn't they give up two goals in, like, 17 seconds? Yeah, dude. He so,
1: scored 2-20 right after that or something like that, but yeah, so, it
0: doesn't really matter it, at this point. It, at this point... You can't like the bleeding has not stopped, and they and they cannot get the game under control anyway. So they call a timeout. Barube is losing his shit, like he absolutely losing his mind on the bench. And I thought, okay, yeah, like you know, you brought up the whole like he can, you know, put the fear of God in you, and he's got this tenure and this presence about him and all that. Clearly, this team has an issue because even after that, they allowed two more horrific goals. And makes, and they're le- leading five to nothing after the second. And, or no, we're five to one. We scored it. we I did score we a goal. Th- we scored a goal in the, in, in yeah. Torbchenko. What, what was it that you said about Torbchenko? So, when he yeah, scored the like goal? He,
1: he scored that goal and it, and it was, you know, a really good goal. I don't remember exactly what it was, but he was like so pumped, you know, it was, just, it was his first goal of the year, which, uh, you know, that's something to be excited about, I guess. But when you're down 5-1, to one, you know, he he starts, like, kind of, you know, being pumped and celebrating and whatnot. And very shortly after he was celebrating, it went to basically a straight face, like, oh, shit, yeah, we're down 5-1. We can't be uh, making a fool of ourselves here.
0: I don't know if you remember this, but there was uh, when Patrick Waugh was coaching Colorado, I think the the Avalanche were losing, like, 6 or 7 to nothing, and Duchesne scored and it was like six or seven to one, and he, like, did, like, a fist pump, and after the game, he's like, I don't know why Dutchie is celebrating. We get our fucking ass kicked, and he's celebrating. And, I was like, that's the first thing I, it reminded me of whenever you sent it to me. That's why I put the laughing face in our notes because I was just like, yeah, that's it's not a good look. Don't celebrate when you're down. But if you're down by more than four, like four or more, then you just, yeah, no.
1: It, it, it's a hard spot for a guy like Tork to be in. Like, you know, he's, he's new to the league, you know. Last season was his first, you know, real season, even though he didn't even play the full season in the NHL. But um, he's a new right. guy in the league. He's only got a handful of goals. So, you know, one of your first goals in your NHL career, and especially the first of the season, it's hard to hold back on. So, I mean, I don't really blame him. I just I thought it was a funny moment.
0: Yeah, it was pretty funny. That's probably the only funny thing that's going to come out of this podcast. I can tell you that right now. Um, let, so, going back to the whole Berube on the bench thing whenever they called the timeout at 3 nothing, What do you think he says? Like, what do you, what do you think is coming out of his mouth at that point? Like, can you imagine what it is? Like, I, the only thing I could think of is him going, guys, this is my fucking job. Like, I'm, I, I have nothing else to say to you right now. Like, you either get motivated, start playing, or I'm gone. Like, You or- guys are
1: holding the knife up against my throat and just pressing on it and pressing on it. Slowly, on it. And, uh, slowly. <laughs> I I don't
0: know, man. I was and I was like again, like I was thinking, okay, well they gotta respond. Like there's gotta be a response to that. And then they give up two more. And it was just it was absolutely pathetic. So let's talk about the the aftershock of Monday and what's been going on the last twenty four hours. Because it's just been a it's been an absolute roller coaster, a shit show, a carnival circus, whatever, I, I'm i in the camp that there needs to be some kind of change. I don't – you can't get rid of players. You can't fire them. We've talked about it before. You just that, – that's the first thing to go is the coach. And I wanted to get your opinion on this. I'll try to make it as short as possible. Barube has a great record with us. I think you put in our notes. Yeah, you have it right here at 159, 85, and 36. So I mean, you're over 65% winning. I'm not exactly sure what that is, but it's it's over 65% that he's won while he's here, uh, which is great. What I'm saying, or what I'm thinking at the moment, is that sometimes coaches lose, like their message is like just no longer received. It doesn't matter how good you are, how tenured you are, your history. It just doesn't it doesn't matter at all. And to me, it just seems like, especially after that timeout and them not responding, I I just think that his message is stale. And hey, it's not it's not his fault. Like it's that's just what happens. It's a cycle of what happens in the NHL. It's just what happens. It happens in every sport. I just don't know if keeping him around is the right is the right move right now because clearly they're not they're not responding. It's been five games, and there's been times where they need to respond, and they just have not they 're not losing by one goal they're losing games handedly and they're not competing they're not they're not doing anything that resembles anything close to even i i don't even want to say a playoff team they they have they look like one of the worst teams in the league right now they flat out stink, and I just think his message has gone stale i don 't know what you think, but that's that was my first thought.
1: I mean, just to throw, like, a little uh, looking outside the box or a different perspective on this whole thing, like, it, it, could you also look at the leadership and, and not just the coach, but, like, the players themselves, the leadership? Uh, you know, Armstrong, obviously, he said that um Ruby's not at fault and it's, you know, basically threw the blame on the players. Um, well, when the players get the blame, it's the leadership players that get the blame. And one guy that um, really, you know, and, and – and, you, you've kind of mentioned this before. I think he's, I don't think he's played as, as bad as the numbers are showing, but, um, you, you kind of threw him under the bus, I think, on the last episode is, uh, Ryan O'Reilly, uh, one point through these, you know, first, uh, what is it, seven or eight games now? And, um, he's flat out called himself out, uh, you know, he, respect, respect, cause he yeah, knows yeah, and it. And that, that's, self-aware. That is, that is a great, um, you know, leadership quality of himself is, is to be self-aware. But he, he has not been great. Um, you know, Army, Army's message, you know, deflecting it on the players, O'Reilly's had some things to say. Uh, one of his quotes were, uh, it's time to figure it out. Myself, I've been absolutely horrible. I'm not really doing anything. Got to fight to stay in this league. I've got to do a lot more leadership-wise. You know, his own play, like, That that that's a good sign right there for him to take that upon himself to start from square one and say, I am part of this major problem. And, you know, this needs to be fixed.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I have nothing but respect for him. And again, like we're not we're not professional athletes. We've never been in the NHL. We never will be. We'll never be any like part of any front office or anything. But you have to respect it. I mean, because fans are going to start asking questions, and they definitely have been. Like, the stuff has been swirling. But it's good that he's being self-aware. It's good that he realizes that his play is not good enough. But the thing is, is when is it going to change? Because, Joe, it's early in the season, and that's what everyone keeps saying. It's so early. Like, it's only eight games in. But guess what? It's only early until it's not. Wait until – because if we don't make a change right now, and, you know, we're saying, hey, it's too early. And then we're like, give it until American Thanksgiving. Give it till Thanksgiving time. So that's, what, two, three weeks from now? What, what if nothing changes by then? Then it's, by far, it's too late. Like, it's way too late. That's the only reason I'm saying there has to, there, I think there needs to be a change now, if any time, because it's too late by then.
1: Well, you speak of change, and uh, we do know one change is uh, very possibly going to be happening with um, practice today on Wednesday. Um, we saw some new lines, uh, pretty eye opening lines, and I don't, I personally don't really hate them. They're kind of shocking. Um, so, O'Reilly, at least they have him on top in, you know, chronological up to down order, but I don't know if that's gonna be, like, necessarily the top one with the way he's been playing and, you know, his line mates. Um, but they got Shen, O'Reilly, and Achari playing together. So, and, and that's something that, like, is, is really telling Achari has been playing fantastic with the limited ice time that he's gotten. So it, you know, O'Reilly's definitely not going to be playing on the fourth line, whatever line he is playing on. But um, whether it's the first, second or third line, uh, Achari being bumped up with O'Reilly, it's definitely going to be a bump up in minutes as well.
0: Yeah. And there was a Jeremy Rutherford had put something out about that. O'Reilly actually commented on playing with Achari. Uh was basically saying, yeah, hopefully it's going to spark something. Hopefully we can defend well. Obviously I haven't been doing that very well at all this year. Yeah, hopefully it gives me a little help there and not, and yeah, not get scored on. So that's a great quote, but he kept going. So I think it's going to be easy or an easier and good fit. Uh He's been playing great. His energy, his physicality, his making something happen every shift. We can be a hardworking line, hopefully be hard to play against and generate some offense for that. I mean, yeah, that's what he's gonna say. Like he's gonna say about about anyone who comes up and plays with them. But the other, I mean, I love the second line. You know, they're putting bar, they're putting the three Russians back together, putting Barbashev, Buchnevich, and Tarasenko back. Uh, the, I guess you can call it the Pavel Barbasenko line. We'll call that for right now. And then the big one was the demotion of Kyra and Thomas. They're going to be playing together. And let me just say that, like, they're going to be playing with Jake Neighbors. So it's going to be Neighbors, Thomas, Kyra. Can I just say this really quick, too? Thomas and Kyra have been awful. And, and so, and uh, Kyra's been the worst. Yeah, Kyra
1: has been terrible.
0: And I, again, I love the guy. I, I'm not going to say anything about the contract or anything like that. He just flat out has been bad. He's, I don't know what it is. Can't handle the puck. He can't shoot. He can't finish. He can't do anything. I don't know what I don't know what's going on. So that's the third line, and then we have Torchenko, Brown, and Pitlick. Have you liked Pitlick so far? Eh. He's just there, isn't he? Yeah. I told you, <laughs> he's average. <laughs> and
1: but you know what? That's fine. Like that. That's fine. Like if if you're not being noticed, that especially you know if you're not being noticed and you're on the on the top six. You know, guys, you're in the top two pairings or top two uh, forward lines. If you're unnoticed, then that's a problem. But if you're down on the third and fourth line, like, and you're going unnoticed, that's not necessarily a bad thing. That just means you're not making big mistakes. Because when when I see one of these fourth line guys, you know, if if they're not scoring or whatever, when you notice them, it's because they did something bad. And and so I haven't really noticed them too much, and so that probably is telling that he's not doing too awful.
0: Yeah, it's just a it's just a shake up in the entire lineup. I mean, who knows what's going to come from it. So, I, I mean, we never really finished it. Do you? You don't? I mean, I know Armstrong said that they're not going to make a coaching change. I mean, you're you're okay with that, even if it keeps going bad, you're all right I mean, with
1: that. Well, it depends on how bad it's gonna keep going to keep. If we on. lose I mean, yeah, Thursday, we
0: if we yeah. lose Thursday, like not. Not two to one in overtime, not one to nothing, not three to two in overtime, or anything close. So let's just say we lose four to one, and we're getting dominated. You're okay with it? It's, we're gonna...
1: No, I'm not okay with it. But do you, do you want to fire the coach nine games into the season, though? When when we did win the first three in a row, I mean, it's it's early. It's early, and and. So be it. If if we have to go further into the season and that ends up ha- having to happen, I mean, you can't just jump the gun on something like this because shit like that's happened plenty of times before, and it and and a lot of times it just turns around and bites you in the butt. Now, you know, when when was it um that Mike Yo was fired? It was right. It was a little after the Thanksgiving break, and granted, I don't think we were playing as bad as we are right now yet with the Mike Yeo firing, but um, eventually November,
0: November 20th. So right before Thanksgiving. So right around right this before.
1: time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, if we lose Thursday, that's, you know, shocking. I, I, I'd i say he would at least have to lose two more. At, I'd say even three more in a row for the firing to come. And even then, I, I don't know. That's, that only puts it at uh, that only puts it at eleven games into the season.
0: Yeah, I would, I would love to see Barry Trotz come coach the Blues right now because they need that.
1: I mean, I think I think I think you got to give Baruby time to figure it out. I think he's had time to figure it out. He's had time. Okay, listen, listen, and this is something that's been said, um, you know, recent within the past couple days is like. You know, with a lot of people calling for Bruby's head, Bruby was down in the AHL and he, you know, became coach of a new team and figured these guys, you know, a new group of guys out, figured them out and got them to a successful point. Uh, Came to the NHL with a group of guys that were really struggling, obviously, 2018, uh, figured that group of guys out and got them going, got them playing successfully. I know that this is um, a good chunk of the same guys, you know, mostly the same guys that he's been playing with for the past or, you know, been coaching for the past X amount of years, but um, there are some new faces in here. There's, there's some strong chemistries and, and the biggest, the most obvious one is that uh, David Perron and O'Reilly chemistry that, you know, everybody really misses David Perron, but um, there, there's some chemistry that, uh, needs to be figured out, uh, needs to be found. I, I think they might have thought they found it with the preseason. We were playing really good in the preseason. The first three games came out and uh, were winning. But I, I don't know, man. I, I think chemistry takes longer than this short of time frame in a season to really figure out. And And, you know, O'Reilly needs to figure out chemistry with somebody new.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, the whole team just needs, there, there's just something to me, Joe, there's something wrong here. Like, there's just, there's nothing, or, what am I trying to say? There, when I look at the way that they've been playing, go ahead.
1: What do you think he's doing wrong? Like, what?
0: Not with him, not with him. I'm talking about the team, cause we were talking about chemistry, right? The the thing is with 2018, I give them a, like, yeah, they stunk, like, they stunk until, up until basically until January twenty sixth, or whatever the date was, that you know we got that one in Philly like and started to come back. Second,
1: I think, yeah. Oh uh, well, like one of the first games in January, yeah, whatever. Whenever
0: whatever was it was go. in twenty nineteen, yeah. but in twenty eighteen, the thing was that the team was was like it was a bunch of new guys playing together, and I gave them that, like I was like, look, it's a it's a pretty new group of guys. You brought in Bozak, you brought in O'Reilly, you brought in Maroon, you know, you're bringing all these other guys in. And I gave them like a, like I could see that as being like a pass. This time, this is the same exact team that we just saw, and who Colorado even has said, and McCarr and Mac- and McKinnon have said it, and people on TNT have said it. Gave Colorado just what was it five months ago, four or five months ago? Gave Colorado the best test they had in the playoffs. We're miss we're basically missing one guy. I mean, we're missing Billy Huso, but whatever. We're ma- we're missing one key piece. So are we going to say that David Perron was like the missing link in this whole team? Is that is that really what it is? I just no. think there's something wrong with this team that we don't know yet. Like it's just it's something is not right. Something stinks really bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it, they stink. They do stink. But I I I think it. Man, you make a good point with that. But I fuck man, I don't know like. It seems like it is more than just Piran, even though it's not really. It, it does seem like it. Exactly. But uh, well, what
0: is it? Like, what could it yeah. be? It's the same group. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, is it, is it Tarasenko and O'Reilly know they're on contract years and they're like, they don't want to play here anymore? They want to get traded? Yeah, uh, but they, if
1: that's the case, you would think that they'd, they'd be, be playing, playing out of their mind. mind. So, yeah.
0: Like, and what, what are they going to do? Like, it. Some I've seen people that are calling for Tarasenko to be traded now, like get him out of here now, or O'Reilly trade him now. Like you're gonna get fleeced if you do something like that. Like they know you want to get rid of them. You know they're on an expiring contract. We're not gonna get anything worth it if we couldn't get anything last summer or the summer before when we were trying to trade Tarasenko. What makes you think we're gonna get anything now?
1: I don't know if it's a matter of it's a matter of we couldn't get anything. I think. Uh... Excuse me. <sighs> I think O'Reilly O'Reilly I think Armstrong uh pictured O'Reilly as <clears throat> and Terrasenko as um uh, you know really key pieces to possibly winning last year and we had a we had a good team last year in the playoffs and everything uh I, yeah I I think I think he Armstrong really could have got a lot of something if you know he wanted to last season I just think he had different things in mind like winning another Stanley Cup, which unfortunately didn't happen.
0: It seems like a very, very, it, it, look again. It's, we're three and five and we're doing this. Like we sound like Toronto fans. You sound Toronto like media. Toronto fans. I
1: took it out a little too much, but that's what I got. it's early, I, brother. It's early.
0: I just don't like where it's going. I don't like this at all. And then, hey, if we're going to fire the coach and there's going to be, and here's what we need to do. Fire the coach, bring a new guy in. Bortuzzo needs to fight somebody in practice. Bring up Joel Hofer. Bring up Joel Hofer. What you want Kyra to die? Like he'll get killed. He will get dummied by Bortuzzo. But like then call up Joel Hofer on January ninth or whatever it was, and let's go ahead and make a run. I don't know. Like what? I'm so I'm at a loss. Like I, I this is what I'm talking about. I did not. I thought it was going to be all peaches and you know everything was going to be nice because we were three and zero and now we're on a five game losing streak and I'm just losing my goddamn
1: mind. I don't know what to do. So I saw something and I, I wish I could find it. Uh, you know what? I think I just found it. As, as funny as you, yeah. Okay, here it is. So you you, you know you say you're acting kind of like. Toronto media and how you're freaking out and whatnot like and and us as blues fans you know we're super hyper focused on this and we know like this is what's going on and how bad this is right now um but on a national level like do you think people really are looking at St. Louis like oh my gosh they're so terrible right now like this is the end of the world do you think people are really looking at it like that
0: I don't give a shit because <laughs> I we well, thinking know, that
1: I know um
0: but what like what do you mean? Like is there is there so, no attention so at all?
1: So what I'm getting at is I think like we are super hyper focused on this. We are paying a lot of attention to this. A lot of Blues fans are thinking this is doomsday, mm-hmm. but um yeah. in, in reality everyone else doesn't see it. Um there was a list that came out of uh power ranking the 124 major sports teams based off where they stand, you know, how things are going right now. This is like the MLB, the NHL, the NFL, and um, and uh, the NFL, NHL, what am I missing? NBA. NBA. Yeah. Uh, out of the 124 teams, and I don't know who made this list. Uh, it, it's, it's a joke of a list in all reality, but the Blues are ranked 29th out of 124 teams on those power rankings right now. So, that's that's pretty good. Like people think we're good. People outside of St. Louis who they don't think of this five game losing streak. They they maybe casually look at the standings and see we're three and five. Okay, let me ask you this. Yeah. So yeah, they maybe I'll, I'll finish what I was saying. They maybe casually look at the standings and see that we're three and five and say, oh, you know, that's that's bad, but it's not too bad. It's not terrible. Yep. Let me, let me ask you this. So we're three and five right now. If we, if this was spread out evenly, say we lost game one, won a game, lost two games, won a game, lost two more. How would you feel about that right now?
0: Uh, probably not the same because they'd probably be competing. We're talking about a team that can't put together a, like a, any competitive hockey for more than four minutes at a time. Of course, no, it's going to freak more than me out. four
1: minutes at a time. We've had some full periods. We've had two full periods at times. Okay, had over had the okay.
0: Besides games. the Edmonton games, besides so the Edmonton Ed- games,
1: Edmonton games. Uh, I think that Winnipeg game we we played a pretty good game. If I'm thinking of the correct game, it was the game right before that Edmonton game. The one yeah, the Winnipeg Edmonton games. I believe it was the Winnipeg game where we played a decent game there as well. Yes, we didn't play great, but we didn't we could have easily won that game like we're that's a it's also a part of we're not getting and i said this in the last episode it's also a part of we're not getting puck left we're not getting bounces and stuff so i mean yes we stink right now and i will say that fully but like just change it around a little bit to where you know like i said a, a loss a win two losses a win two more losses it's like it's not that bad and yes it's five in a row that's bad that sucks But it's not the end of the world. Eight games into the season, we're nowhere near out of contention right now. I think it's too early to be hitting that red button in the escape pod to get out of this doomsday earth.
0: We are tied with San Jose. Or no, we are behind San Jose. We are tied with Vancouver. We are tied with Columbus, who is one of the worst teams in the league. Ottawa has more points than we do. Toronto's doing better than we are, and they're Chicago mentally is weak. And, than
1: we are.
0: What's that? Chicago's doing better
1: than we are.
0: Chicago is four points ahead of us. They're two full games better than we are.
1: I shouldn't have even
0: given you that nugget. Yeah, I, and Seattle is better than us by six points. They have double the amount of points we do, and we beat them. Like, okay, there's another game that we played well in. We played good against Seattle, too. Forgot yeah, about
1: yeah, that game. Obviously, played good for the first three games.
0: Yeah, and but but you don't agree that like this team is just scary the last five games. Like, there's not there's nothing wrong. You're
1: it's Halloween. You're, they thought we all needed a spook. Bennington just hosted a Halloween party at his house. I don't even think the whole team was there, which is kind of scary. Maybe they were, and just no pictures. But that's something that like if the whole team wasn't there, that's a telling sign. So that
0: okay, yeah, it's kind of like. Do you think maybe that's what they needed? Maybe they just needed like a Halloween party and like the boys just need to go get wrecked together and just talk like, Hey, hey let's fucking pull it together.
1: You know how Panger always like pulls out all those little tidbits of like shit that you never hear about, only Panger knows? Maybe yep. we'll hear on the broadcast on uh tomorrow or tonight if you guys are listening on Thursday, um, that like uh you know, Bobby Bortuzza, by the way, do you see his costume looking like the no. Mercury he had a – I think – I thought I sent it – maybe I didn't. But he had, like, a Dare shirt on and, like, the Freddie Mercury mustache, like, super tight. It was, like, a whole, like – everybody's costumes seemed like they were, like, throwback costumes, like, 90s or 80s or 70s. Um, But Bobby I had, like, a Freddie Mercury mustache, like, a real tight Dare shirt on and, like, a Dare uh, fanny pouch. Maybe Darren Pang is gonna say on the broadcast, like, "Oh, by War Two's, I'll beat the shit out of uh, Backstreet Boy Jordan Cairo or something like that." And, <laughs> and that will be that will be the uh, the the boys going to that um, that bar in Philadelphia, you know, listening to Gloria. That will maybe that will be the outcome of this. Maybe that will be our turning point in the season that everybody looks back on and remembers. No, you don't think. It's <sighs> I hope so. Just i'll I'll do
0: any I'll do anything for the song not to be Gloria again. I heard that enough in 2019. I'm done with it. It's just I'll, a,
1: I'll, I'll, hey, you know what? If we get another Stanley Cup, I will listen to Brett Hull sing Gloria over and over again. That will be my going to sleep. Music.
0: I I will say this: if it brings us a cup, then fuck it, play Gloria. I don't care. Do whatever you want. <laughs> Speaking of spooks, really quick, uh, did you see the video? Of Joey Vitale getting getting pranked the grasshopper? by the broadcast booth, <laughs> so they put a fake like remote control grasshopper. The thing was in, huge. It, I mean, dude, it was giant. It was like yay yeah, big. If you're watching the video, uh, like huge, and they have it while they're. I don't know whose idea it was to do it during play, but like he's so it comes out like behind his computer so and was on a computer air. Or something. Yeah, and, like, on air, he goes, like, oh, shit, and, like, they bleeped it out. And he just, Kerber is just dying laughing, trying to, like, still call the play. He's like, the Blue's going to the zone. Okay, yeah. hold on. I, I, I'll tell you in a second what just happened. It was just hilarious. So, uh, yeah. at least one good thing came. And the, at that point, the game was 5-1. to one. I mean, do you think really anybody wanted oh, to yeah, beat they, they, it? They, yeah,
1: they were trying to make their own entertainment at that point. Yeah,
0: because the Blues sure as shit ain't doing it. So, let's summarize. Uh And then we'll talk about the game tomorrow and, you know, what's going to come from that. Um, Blues are in trouble. Uh, they need to make a coaching change, according to me. Joe thinks everything is just okay. It's still early. I, I, I admire your positivity. I really do. I wish I could be like that. I just, I cannot. My brain will not let that happen. And... Something just need they need to compete tomorrow. They have to be compete even if they lose. Joe, I'll give you okay. I'll be positive. I'll give you this. If they compete and they like they fight all sixty minutes and they end up losing, then fine, I'm okay with it. But anything that gives me vibes of the game on Monday, or even even the game against Nashville last week, when stuff just goes wrong and they get down on themselves and all this other shit. I'll be okay with it as long as they compete, and they're playing the Islanders, who are middling at best. They're six and four. I mean, they're not that. I mean, they're not great. They're not stand out, but it, the Islanders got some players, and they can torch us. Like it could, it could get ugly early. And they have a yeah, great goalie.
1: The Islanders are on a on a heater right now. They're they're uh, they have four games one and over. They're on a four game win streak. And one of those four teams were the Avs, so yeah, I mean they're they're right. on the heater right now.
0: Let Let me ask you this real quick, since you brought up Colorado, with the way like the fragility of the Blues right now and the way they played, what would happen if they played Colorado or if they played Florida or Calgary? Like, what would happen?
1: We'd probably stomp them like seven to one, just, just, yeah, kind of uh, how, just how like crazy, you know, the <laughs> NHL is.
0: and Yeah. Yeah. They'd probably, they'd shove it right. Oh, I wanted to bring this up too, before we get to the Islanders game. Uh, so we were talking about Toronto earlier and like how everyone's calling for Sheldon keeps head, you know, calling for his job, you know, all this other stuff. Tortorella, uh, John Tortorella had a quote because I think the Toronto media was asking him some questions ahead of tonight's game, which by the way, the Leafs won five to two. Um, Some Toronto reporter asked him something and he was like, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, you know, you guys just like, you guys find reasons to go after people. And it's wild. Like he goes, I hope he shoves it back in all your guys' faces. Just not tonight. <laughs> this is a classic John Tortorella moment.
1: Yeah, that's, Pretty good. Speaking of games going on right now, uh, I got Buffalo's I think- good, eh? I think we have Pittsburgh Buffalo on in the background. Pittsburgh was up three to one, and it's a minute fifty left, and uh, Buffalo went on three goal tear and are up four to three.
0: Buffalo's good, and hey, don't look now, Tage Thompson had another two point game, but it- uh,
1: somebody just scored. I, th- I think Tage Thompson's on the ice too.
0: Five to three.
1: Rasmus, Rasmus dialing. Whew. Uh, but yeah, dude, I saw Tage Thompson score like a ripper, uh, one timer on the power play from like the, the far dot. Oh my god. He's, I'm,
0: I'm so happy for that guy. I'm, I, I actually am. Like, I, I really am. Like, I, it sucked that we had to get rid of him. He just didn't fit on the team and now he's just absolutely tearing it up. I mean, the guy, the guy might rid- score 50. We got
1: rid of Sidney Cross. We could have got rid of Nathan McKinnon. We could have got rid of Connor McDavid. I don't care. We got a cup for it. So, I'm happy with it.
0: I agree with that. Maybe, I like that answer. Now,
1: now we're paying with it with O'Reilly. Uh, you know, not doing so hot, you know, maybe he's slowing down in his career a little bit, but I don't
0: know. All right. Let's let's Really quick, let's talk about Thursday's game and what we need, what needs to happen. So we kind of, we kind of already, you know, put something in perspective, but so they, they have a really good goalie. I don't know who's going to play yet, but they have Ilya Sorokin. He's an amazing goalie. So there's a chance that we get goalied tomorrow. Uh, their defense is decent. Uh, you know, they have the stars. They have Matt Barzell. They have Anders Lee. They have Brock Nelson. You know, all real, which I I think criminally are underrated. Those two, Barzell is a is a superstar for sure. But what what are you expecting tomorrow? Like what 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 do you? Or okay, what are what do you hope for tomorrow? Or what? And and then also, what is the realistic expectation?
1: I want physical play. That's I, love I that. mean, that's something that like when we. You know, as the Blues, they try to send a message, uh, especially Baruby, He, you know, he wants guys to go out, out there and bang bodies. Uh, Braden Shin is a guy that, you know, we can really count on for doing that. He's always, he's always stood up to the task. Like, the guy has so much heart. Um, I, I think I said it for Saturday's game. I think it was two two games ago I said, I think Braden Shin gets in a fight tonight. I think I texted you that um yep. it hasn't it hasn't happened yet but um i i think something like that needs to happen i think physicality needs to step up uh that gets that that just gets some of these star players like off off their stride a little bit you know in my opinion like wh- whether it really affects the actual play or not too much it just makes guys you know like kind of second-guess where they're skating, you know, keeping their head down, looking at the puck, because, yeah, maybe maybe they're going to make a better play when they're looking down at the puck and have control. But, uh, you know, when you got a guy like Braden Shin or Anola uh, Chari, you know, playing physical, or, or Ivan Barbashev, you know, he needs to step up to yep. physical gameplay. Um, you know, maybe, maybe that they're going to just come across the ice and drill you with a good, good hit or, you know, up against the boards when you're trying to dig a puck out. Like, that. I think that – the that's something that really needs to happen with this team. I haven't seen enough of yet, and uh I'd like to see that.
0: Well, there's one good note here. Tarasenko has played 15 games against the Islanders. He has 15 points. So maybe he can beat his fellow countryman Sorokin on Thursday, because I guarantee you they're probably going to play him. He's been absolutely amazing. I think Look at the stats here, in Sorokin's last three starts, he's faced ninety-eight shots and he stopped ninety-five of them. Uh he's number three in goaltenders that have at least started five games within goals against average of two point oh four and has a nine thirty five save percentage. I, I I don't know. I just hope they don't get goalied. I do agree with you with the physical play. Not only and the whole fighting thing, I know that's like going away. It's like, you know, the way of the dodo, as people say. But not only just to like pump the boys up, but what about pumping the crowd up and getting some momentum like for you, cause as much as people wanna not believe in that, that is a huge thing like getting momentum well, I,
1: think, and- I think physical play brings that along with it like any you know the the team or you know the fans are gonna cheer when they see a big hit you know whether like I said, whether it affects the play or not, like you know you just hear that noise of the of the boards kind of rattling like. People love that shit. And and you know, when the crowd actually gets going, the, the 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 blues love it. So, you know, let's get these things going together. You know, I've I've seen I've seen them try it on Monday's game, you know, the fans were kind of trying it whenever uh Bennington got yanked and after letting that fifth goal in. And like I said, granted it wasn't his fault, but uh when Thomas Grice made that first save it's super simple, easy save, and the, and the fans just absolutely went nuts. And speaking of the fans. Bronx uh, cheer. Yeah, we didn't even talk about the Bronx cheer at the end of the second That's period. bullshit. The fans?
0: Uh, yeah, I think it's bullshit because it's not the goalie's fault. But I, I, no, I, I do think you... they were.
1: Were they, were they booing? I don't think they were booing Bennington.
0: Probably not. You wanna know another thing too that I, I I think I don't think I texted it to you. I think I texted it to somebody else. Did you notice after the second period that they were getting booed and Bally Sports muted the crowd because they were booing them? Like I, I, I mean that. maybe it was an accident, but I'm just thinking there's some kind of like JFK conspiracy here. Why are you why are you muting the boos? Like why let people hear that? I don't know if it's because like people are soft and like you don't want kid like it's a PG thing and you don't want kids hearing booing 'Cause it's not I mean, yeah, it's kinda not cool. But also like the team stunk that game and they've been stinking the last five games. Like why would matter you mute it?
1: Muted or not. The the players heard it. It doesn't matter if you muted it or not. The message was sent.
0: I just wanted to hear it. I wanted it just like it yeah. like it like for some reason that like fired me up. I was like, Why did they mute that? Like, let people hear it. They need to know that their team is playing bad. Uh also Nick Letty pulling his former team. Uh, and Thomas Grice, both former Islanders. So maybe I don't think Grice is getting the start. I don't think he should, but who knows? Maybe they gave him, like, that revenge game to go back in and play. Who knows?
1: Yeah, I mean, if that happens, that's kind of silly, um, especially with how spaced out these games are. I, I understand not wanting to put the full load on Bennington early, but these games are spaced out. Save, save Grice for, you know, a back-to-back or, you know, a, a time like when we have, you know, three games in four days or something like that.
0: For sure. And this is an important game because I think getting a win before going, who thought that, go like, obviously we knew, we, we well, really, we didn't. We didn't think Boston and Philly were going to be great teams to start the season. And Monday and Wednesday of next, or Monday and Tuesday on back-to-back nights, they're going to Boston and then Philly. So maybe getting a win and then, like, getting some momentum going into those games would be great. I just, I don't want to see this turn into a, a, a complete downward spiral. I just don't Boston want to see is it. This
1: going to be a test. They're eight and one right now as of, as of, uh, at least earlier today. I don't know. About and that. Philly's
0: five, two and two. I, they're, we were completely wrong on that one in our predictions. That's for sure. Um,
1: it's, like I said, it's early, dude. It's early.
0: It, it's early. I know, but okay. You can't, I'll, I'll leave with this. You can't make the playoffs in the first 10 games, but you can definitely miss it.
1: Can you, I, I That's just what people say. I don't know.
0: <laughs> that's just what people <laughs> say. <they> say. <laughs> <laughs> so I just repeat it, and hopefully it, like, you know, makes, you know, hopefully it, I'm trying to be – I'm not trying to be positive at all. I just really hope they get a win tomorrow. That's all I want. And I, as much as we went off and said stuff about the, you know, I said stuff about the coaches, and we were talking about the players Great and the compete. Oh yeah, I really hope Craig Berube. You know, if he hears me, God bless. I will lock my door though, just in case. <laughs> yeah,
1: Fucking big ass handle, just crush your
0: head. I'll be seeing him in my dreams. But I just want—I just wanted to get the—we wanted to get this out here because we needed to address what's going on. It's been an absolute circus, and hopefully, it turns around starting tomorrow. And we go on just an absolute heater, go on a run, get back to normal. I even, not even going on a heater, just get back to level, get to level. And then let's assess from there and go. Chief, I'm sorry for the words I've said, but you gotta, you gotta win tomorrow. <laughs> it's gotta happen. Cause I don't know if Doug Armstrong can put up with any more losing. I, I just don't think he can. Cause then after that, you gotta start talking about, well, is Armstrong constructing the team incorrectly or what? So. I don't know. I, I don't know. Do you have any parting words before we get out of here, man? I know it's been a short one, but
1: uh, Robert Thomas gets three points tomorrow night. Uh, Jake Neighbors gets uh, two goals, and um, you know, bada bing, bada boom. We're gonna win. We're coming back. It's early. Stop freaking out. We're good. Ruby's got this. Let's get the fuck out of here, man.
0: I, I want O'Reilly to have a game. Two goals. He's coming off the schneid. I think he's tired of it. I'm
1: cool I'm cool with a four one win.
0: I'm cool with any kind of win.
1: Four one. Four one. Neighbors neighbors two O'Reilly two. Bada bing bada boom.
0: Alright. Everybody enjoy the game tomorrow and hopefully we can come back happy next week. So we'll uh, we'll see you guys next week.
1: Play better, blues. Peace.